You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's call, we're talking with Megan Macaron, a health coach, personal trainer, adventurer, lover of life, and all-around good egg. If you've ever struggled with emotional eating, ever had a really bad breakup, ever beaten yourself up, about eating emotionally or being in low states of mind, you want to stay tuned for today's call. Join us today to explore how simple health, self-love, and transformation can actually be. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you are in the world on this lovely day. My name is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com, and I am privileged and honored to have on the show today a dear friend of mine, Megan Macaron. She is a fitness coach and a health coach and uh, one of our colleagues actually here at ReviveYourSanity.com. Uh, so I'm really excited to hear her story uh, and what she's got to share with you all today. So Meg, take it away if you want to share with folks a little bit about your personal story, how it got you to where you are now, and what you are actually doing right now. All right. Thank you, Amy, for having me on the show. Glad to be here. So I, let's see, long story short, I grew up very unhealthy to an extent, eating lots of processed foods, Doritos, soda, the whole nine. I don't think I knew what water was until I was in college. I gained my freshman 15 or 20 and I just, I was sluggish. I didn't have the energy I used to have. I was always an energetic kid outside climbing trees and stuff. And so when that happened, you know, I, I tried diet pills, you know, I tried limiting the calories I took in. So I tried all the crazy diets. I realized that I, I wouldn't say I had a binge eating disorder, but I definitely binge eat emotionally eat and stuff like that. And so that would cause me to feel guilty inside and gain weight. And then one summer, Amy, you, and my brother and I, we did P90X in a small little apartment. And I learned that I love exercise. I'd never really exercised before. I never had to, you know, I never was gaining weight. I learned about portion control. I, I self-taught myself about nutrition and portion control and exercise and I decided that I wanted to become a personal trainer and help other people with their struggle because I lost the weight and I started eating better and I started feeling better and having more energy. My skin cleared up. I mean, I realized that there's so many people out there that they don't know how to take care of themselves, you know, whether it's because they had my life where, you know, I was always skinny as a kid. So I never had to, you know, I never even worried about it. And then when it came time to worry about it, I didn't know what to do. And I was doing all the crazy fad diets and I was really hurting my my immune system and my health by cutting calories so low and not giving myself the nutrients my body needed all out of vanity, all about trying to look better and feel better, which feeling better is not vanity. So I became NASM certified as a personal trainer. I started working at a gym. And at the time I'd gone to college for vet science and I was working as a vet tech at the same time, which I still love animals, but I, I decided to change careers because I realized that my passion, my calling was with helping other people become healthy because without our health, 
there is no, you're not really living, you know, you can't really live your life to its full potential if you aren't healthy, if you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't give to others, you can't, you can't do a lot of things if you're not healthy. And when I realized that, you know, I became a personal trainer. And from doing that, everything didn't get better. You know, I, I still struggled with my own eating, you know, I, I would work out and I would even do crazy things. Like I would eat a ton of food and then I would torture myself by doing crazy workouts. And that's insane and unnecessary. I decided that just teaching people how to exercise in the correct form, which is extremely important, wasn't enough. And that I wanted to learn about the mindset and the nutrition and our bodies as a whole and how to coach people to health not just with exercise, but with also like how to eat and how to set yourself up for success, for inevitable success, because without that, you're always going to fall back to your old habits. So it's really about habit mastery and how to overcome your past weaknesses is what I would call them. Um, Not sure if Amy would agree with that. And so through my health coaching certification, I've learned how to coach men and women on becoming healthier by becoming more aware of their body, becoming more aware of every moment and just living in the moment instead of living in the past or the future. So a lot of people, like, let's say you go out to eat dinner and there's a bread bowl in front of you and you're talking and you're just mindlessly reaching into that bread bowl and mindlessly putting butter on your bread and mindlessly eating it. You're not really paying attention to whether or not you're even hungry, to whether or not you even like the taste of this food right now. I was doing the same thing for a long time when I ate. I knew it tasted good. I knew I liked it. And I would just stuff it in my mouth and I'd chew three times and swallow it as fast as I could. Almost like trying to trick myself into thinking I didn't eat it. You know? And uh, and that's, that's, I think a lot of people do that. And I think that that's one of the unhealthiest things we can do because first of all, your digestion starts in your mouth when your saliva and enzymes in your saliva break down food. And so- you're, you're jipping yourself of your digestion, which means you're not going to get the nutrients from the food and it's probably going to be stored as fat. And then on top of that, mentally, you are telling yourself that what you're doing isn't okay, that eating isn't okay, even though that's something that you need to do to survive. And, um, and you're, you're making yourself feel bad and guilty. And that causes stress. And stress is one of the main health problems in the entire world. Um, and so from all that, if all that made sense, basically... I've just come a long way and I realized that every day is a new day and every day is a choice, whether I choose to feed my body and feed my health or feed a disease Um, because all diseases stem from the inside, whether they are mental or they are physical. Um, And we can control for the most part what's in our environment and what we put inside of us, including our thoughts or at least how we react to things in the world you know, I just, I do my best to coach my clients through emotional eating, through stress factors that are in their life and through busy schedules so that they can still find time to make them the number one priority in their life so that they can take care of their family and live a fulfilled life. So that's where I'm at now. And it's been a long journey and it will keep going. And I'm human and I fall back sometimes, you know, Um, I no longer feel guilty. I no longer torture myself with workouts after eating. Like I just forgive myself and I, and I know that I'm going to be okay. My wonderful analogy that I love is if you're driving down the road and thump, 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 
you had a flat tire and you pulled over to the side of the road, would you get out and pop the other three tires? Or would you fix that tire and get back on that road? And that goes for everything in your life, especially your health. You know, if I eat a box of cookies, that's my flat tire. And I can choose to pop my other flat tires by just going on an all out week long eating binge, or I can choose to acknowledge what I did, forgive myself and get back on my healthy bandwagon and continue to feed my body and do right by myself. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> She's in a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> me in a nutshell. <laughs> but great, Meg. I, you know, I certainly can relate to that. And I have known Megan for, oh, quite, quite a while now, almost a decade. And, uh, <laughs> and I do, you know, she has changed immensely in, in her relationship with herself. So I'm really curious, Meg, you know, there's this theme that is emerging for you in your work about self-love. And I know you had a really difficult time with body image a few summers ago after a breakup. So I would be curious if you would share the difference between where you were then and how life looks to you now. Yeah, I love that question. It's funny because you kind of sometimes don't even realize where you are until you've already gotten out of there. And so I guess it was 2014. So two years ago now, almost three, I was dating a guy and, and no bad juju towards this guy. You know, he was young and we all, we all make judgments on people, even if we don't realize it. And that is something that is very humbling to think about. You know, uh, we all do it. Even if you don't want to do it, even if you don't think you're that kind of person, I think everybody does it and you may catch yourself in it. And then you may, decide not to. And that's awesome. And, and that's usually what happens. But I was dating this guy and he wasn't from the United States and he went back to his country and I was going to Italy to all pair. And while in Italy for three months, I gained weight, you know, because I hadn't started health coaching yet. Um, and so I, I kind of went on like the when in Rome type of thing and I was eating salami and cheese and drinking wine and I wasn't working out, you know, I wasn't taking care of my body and I gained weight. There's no excuse but, you know, I, I think that because of where he came from, where many people are very thin, it was a big surprise for him to see me have, having gained, I think it was like 11 pounds in three months. And to me, like I knew I'd gained the weight and I was uncomfortable in my own skin, but I also knew that I was smart enough and knew how to, to lose it. And I wasn't worried about that by any means. And I, I never once thought that he was going to be unattracted to me because we had been together for nine months or so. And he knew me and like knew my personality, knew I was a good person. I, you know, I would treat each other well with respect, but he was for lack of a better word. He, he was shallow in that moment. And I went to his country and was there for 27 days. And he broke up with me on the first day because of how I looked because I'd gained weight. So I was alone in a country where I didn't speak that language living with this guy because my flight wasn't for 27 days and I was on a very tight budget and I didn't really have anywhere else to go anyway. And for the first 20 days, I got down on myself, you know, instead of being even angry at him, I was angry at myself. I was angry that I allowed this to happen to my body. I was angry that I wasn't good enough for him to either love me still or, you know, see my personality and not my weight. I was angry at a lot of things. So I started, you know, working out like there in that country. And I was, I mean, I was angry at him too. And then I realized, you know, like 20 days into it, that I was wasting my time in this 
pretty country in the middle of the summer, worrying about how I looked instead of enjoying my time there, you know? Um, and yes, I didn't speak the language, but I was on the Black Sea. It was beautiful. And then I just stopped caring. I really did. I just stopped caring about what everybody else was thinking. And I started caring about myself. And that's when the switch went on and it's changed. And instead of thinking I need to be skinnier, I started thinking I need to love myself, whatever that means for me. And that meant eating healthier and working out, then fine. But I was going to do it for me and not because I wanted somebody else to like me or do it for somebody else. And that realization made it so I was no longer sad and I was no longer angry. I was elated and proud of myself. And it's so funny because I know, I know he could tell, you know, when you could see something in somebody's eyes, he could see that, that something changed in me with overnight, he started getting attracted to me again, which is hilarious to me, <laughs> you know? And I was all like, nope, that's not happening. But in a way where like, when it was time for me to leave, you know, we hugged and he apologized. He actually ended up writing me a very long letter and trying to get back with me, you know, telling me he was dumb and he couldn't believe he'd put me through that. And he realizes how shallow he was and all these other things. And he's like, he's like, I'm young and I should never have done that. Like you're an amazing person. And I just told him I forgive him. I forgive him and I hope he can forgive himself. And I thank him for that experience because although it sucked to go through it, it got me to where I am and it got me to realizing all about mental health and about loving myself. And it made me want to become a health coach, honestly. And now I am. And now I can help other people go through the same because, you know, in those 20 days, I, I did eat emotionally, even though I was trying not to. I was stressed. You know, I was blaming my body. I wasn't loving my body. I wasn't saying thank you body for like the amazing stuff you do, like making me breathe or letting me hike up a hill or jump in the air or, or anything or get on a plane, you know, and adjusting my, my body to the altitude changes. You know what I mean? Like all these things that your body does without you even thinking, I wasn't being grateful for them. I was angry because of a couple extra pounds, you know, thank you body for why ever I put this, these pounds on, it was a lesson that I may have needed, honestly. And while I know I function at my best at a certain, I don't know if weight's the right word. I don't really care about weight anymore. You know, I care about a feeling and uh, that feeling is energy and, and confidence. And so I, I do what's best for my body now. And because of that, my body looks good. So it's not out of vanity anymore where like, I want to look good in a bathing suit, which is fine. You should want to look good in a bathing suit. You know, you want to be attractive. I mean, it's part of the entire life cycle to be attractive to attract a mate and reproduce, right? So that's like wired in our brains. That's totally cool. But when you take it away from the vanity and you put it into health and, and wanting to just take care of yourself. And when you just start being that person, instead of thinking like, Oh, you know, when I'm skinny or when I have a six pack, I'll be healthy. Just be healthy and you will get that. And that's what I learned through this is that if I just love myself and by, and when I say love myself, I love myself for how I am right now. And I continue to do right by myself. You know, my, my life is in, in line with my values. My values are my health and my strength. I like being strong. I want to be able to um, pick up a, you know, if Amy falls in front of me and I need to rescue her, I want to be able to carry her. You know, that's my goal. And that might not be everybody's goal, but like, I want to be able to lift up a person and carry them a certain amount of feet. If I had to get them out of a burning house, you know what I mean? I want to be able to do a push up. I think lifting my own body weight is very important. I want to 
feed my body the right way so I don't get bloated and crampy and gassy, TMI, but that happens because I'm lactose intolerant. And if I eat cheese, that's what happens. So I have to respect my body and listen to what it's telling me so that that doesn't happen. And when I do that, when I listen and become aware of what my body's telling me, because it's always, always communicating with me, then my health just falls into place. My body looks good. I look good. I feel good. I have confidence. And when I start to ignore myself and my body, that's when ailments and disease come into play. That's when I get headaches. That's when I get lethargic. That's when my stomach starts to hurt. You know, um, That's when I get stressed. So it's all really about listening to yourself and becoming aware. I don't know if I rambled and went on a tangent there, uh, but but yeah, so that experience was one that was painful, but now it led me into a relationship with a man who I'm deeply in love with, who I see myself marrying, who loves me. Obviously, we're physically attracted to each other, but he loves me for who I am. And I can see that in his look, in his gaze, you know, and it's wonderful because now I can perceive that. And before, maybe I couldn't because I didn't, I didn't love myself for who I was yet. Yeah, there's so many great nuggets in, in what you've shared, Meg. You know, for for the listeners, since I think everyone listening is a human and not an alien, you know, <laughs> we, we all get caught up in thinking that and really believing this. I mean, this is how our human system is designed to work, that if we have a belief about something, that we will think it's true until we see the fallacy in it. And mm. what I mean by that is, again, if thinking that, okay, being 115 pounds, right, you know, our brain is wired to think, or we believe often that if I'm 115 pounds, then why? Then I will be happy. I will feel loved. I will be sexy. I won't have all of these human quote unquote problems of feeling insecure. And that's just not true. You know, there's this beautiful piece that you're sharing about accepting the fact that you're a human being and there's going to be ups and downs. I remember I had a really great uh, aha moment for myself when I just chuckled so much and realized that there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to get because I'm always going to bring around my humanity with me. So even if I reach the goals that I had, and there's nothing wrong with goals, but even if I reach those goals at one day, uh, at one time, guess what? I'm still going to have insecure moments. I'm still going to have moments of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to have moments of anger. This is just how it works. But the more that I've seen that that's not personal to me, Amy Leo, that that's just part of how life is. It's amazing the freedom that, that comes with like what Meg is describing, you know, what Meg described of being in that country. And I, I was in contact with Meg when this was happening, when she was by herself pretty much all day long for almost a month. Stuck in my head. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it wasn't that she forced herself to have this great insight. This is how the system is naturally designed for everybody. So at one point or another, Meg saw something differently about herself and her situation that garnered her much more freedom to just be herself in the moment in this country. And ironically, I think it is funny, Meg, that other people can pick that up in other human beings, you know, when you said that he was beginning to become attracted to you uh, again, you know, this is on offer for every human being. And I just really want to make that, that clear for everybody, you know, that this, this isn't something special about Meg or I, cause we're professionals. This is something every single human being has access to. And with that, Meg, I think the next, 
the next thing I kind of want to ask is, uh, Meg is a really, really dear friend of mine. And I was wondering, Meg, if you could speak to the benefits of having people in your life that, that are, you know, open-minded, that do have big hearts, like how has that affected your life in going after your dreams of being an entrepreneur and, and things like that? Oh, it's, it's the key to to success. Honestly, I think so. There's a quote and I kind of forget who said it, which is terrible. I hate when I forget that, you know, you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Right. So like if you consistently surround yourself with people who are negative, it really does become contagious. You can fight it, but when there's negativity all around you, it's very hard to be positive. Very hard, not impossible, but why make life harder? And it's not saying that you need to like get rid of people in your life. You know, I'm just saying that you, it can be an online community. Like I'm so lucky and blessed to have Amy, to have my boyfriend, to have my brother, to have a support system of people who love me that are consistently open-minded to my crazy ideas and my entrepreneurship. They just support my thought process. You know, they don't question me. They're not, I mean, they do, they, they, they question me in the right way though. Instead of saying like, oh, that's impossible or, oh, you can't do that. They're like, well, like, how will you do that? You know? And like, and then they kind of push you in that like, oh, now I need to explain it. Awesome. Like, how do I explain that? You know? And it's just, they support you in that way. They're questioning you the right way. If that makes sense. Having that support group, honestly, has been the reason I am successful in my life. Imagine whether you're doing a weight loss program right? Like I offer weight loss programs. I work with men and women who want to lose weight and gain energy and just become healthier in general. Right. And I've had clients who are like, yeah, my, you know, I told my husband, I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm doing your program. And he's like, well, don't try to do anything with me, you know? And he's like, you know, he'll be like, oh, let's go out to eat uh, McDonald's, or, you know, or something like that. And she's like, I just told you that I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Why are you tempting me with McDonald's? And it's like having that kind of a person in your life, I'm not saying to get a divorce, But like, we need to find a way to speak with them, to either speak with them, to understand that they need to support you in a certain way and lay that out for them because people can't read minds. And if it's something new to them, they don't know how to do it. You know, people are afraid of change. And that's true because if it's worked so far and it hasn't killed you, you know, if it's broke, don't fix it. But that's not always correct because, because you need the support, you know? So let's say it is your husband that's kind of sabotaging you in a way you need to be able to talk to them and just say, like, when you say these things and you ask me to go out, you know, it's, it's, it's putting a lot of pressure on me and it's making me feel guilty that I'm not giving you the time that you want, but it's making me feel guilty that I'm not caring about my health. And like, so I'm feeling like I'm being torn and that's giving me stress. And like, it'd be much better if I, I wasn't stressed because then I can give you so much more attention, you know, things like that. Where if like when I lived with Amy, it was awesome because I would just eat healthy and feed Amy healthy foods. Like... I'm sure she loved it. I was like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, like I would just, I would just cook like a bulk amount of foods. And I'd like, here is your lunch, Amy, like have a good day. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just like, not that you wouldn't have been healthy, Amy, without that, but it's just nice to have that support, you know? I don't know if any of that made sense. Well, I guess- no, no, that, I mean, there's something uh, beautiful about sitting down with another human being and just connecting at your core level of being human without a lot of judgment. I mean, that is absolutely helpful. And that's always, you know, available when people get out of their own conceptual thinking long enough to sit with another human. And that was another piece that I was struck with when you were sharing your story, you know, 
when you were talking about self-love, that it was coming from a feeling, you know? And again, I just bring it back to that energetic feeling that's always there. It's always on offer. There's always a potential for that. You know, just because you don't believe something exists doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you think something isn't possible doesn't mean that it isn't, you know, and and I just go back to that so often. Is there uh, something else you wanted to add to that, Meg? You you kind of put me back on track. Uh, Just like what you said, just sitting down and talking to somebody on that level, I think it's really important. And it took me a long time, and I still struggle with it sometimes, to not feel victimized because a lot of people have that victim mentality it's something that inhibits us from growing and from learning and from changing change is a human process and it's important you know it's it's part of life you you will change over time you will grow you will learn I mean without that you're not really living in my in my opinion and I know a lot of times like when I sit down with my boyfriend or some other people depending who they are sometimes I might feel attacked sometimes it's just the way they worded it and I'm taking it out of context But when I sit back and I just, I tell myself like, okay, whatever they say right now, don't take it personally because it's not, it's not, unless I make it personal, it's not something that's been, that's going to be personalized. And instead of reading into what they're saying, let them just talk and actually listen and not wait to my turn to speak away from my turn to defend myself. I think that's really important as well. And And that goes with, in hand with having somebody, having a group of people around you that support you because you know, Amy and I could be talking and we support each other, but she could give me what would be positive reinforcement, but maybe telling me something I'm doing incorrectly. And instead of me getting defensive about like why it's not incorrect or like she doesn't know what it's like, or you don't understand my busy schedule and stuff like that. If I'm just open to what she's saying, I can most likely find a solution within that. But when you're not open, then when you're closed, you're closed to everything. You're really closed to to finding a solution for yourself, you're close to, to growing and learning, you know? Yes. I'm so glad you touched upon that point. You know, this is something because we only can experience the world through our own thinking and our own physiology. It is so easy to forget that every single human being is interacting with the world entirely differently than you. Mm-hmm. their perception is 100% different. It has to be. We're all different physical entities with our own histories of thinking, with our own energy coursing through, our state of minds change differently. You know, I mean, th- this is really key to, to starting to live life with more freedom, not only for yourself, but in your relationships is when you really start to see this. Then it it no longer becomes a practice of, oh, well, I shouldn't take that personally, or, oh, I, maybe he didn't mean it like that. You just see, wow, like your world looks really differently than mine. <laughs> and sometimes I get really curious about that. You know, I used to be, Meg can attest to this, I'm sure. <laughs> I used to be one of these, you know, angry advocates, you know, <laughs> people that, whether it was about a social injustice issue, I used to be one of these people that would get on my high horse you know, because I had the best intentions, well, I'm going to tell you why it's wrong to be racist or say that, or why, you know, um, prejudice still exists, why sexism still does exist and how that's wrong and how these people are perpetuated, right? I would just be like, boop, 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 going off, going off. And if someone was perceiving that issue differently than me, I felt immediately reactive. I felt I had to defend myself. 
And what happens when you have two reactive individuals is that the listening completely stops. Yep. So, so there's no growth there that, that occurs. And I got really curious about a year ago when someone was saying things that I perceived to be quite racist, but I just got curious. And I was asking questions, well, why do you think that? Like, what, what is your, how do you backing that up? And it's really interesting that I actually learned a little bit about that person's thinking that it wasn't coming from the fact that they were born hateful people. It was the fact that they saw the situation as unfair. They thought, well, this certain population gets more benefits than I do. And I work really hard for my, you know, paycheck, but the, you know, this, these people, quote unquote, right. My goodness, that's such an easy thing to say uh, for some people when they're targeting their anger outward uh, or they think that their anger is not coming from the inside, but coming from the outside, which it never can. That physiologically can't happen, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just got curious, you know, and I really saw that it was just coming from a place of insecurity on that other person. It wasn't a vengeful thing, you know, and I would have missed that if I would have just been on my high horse and trying to force feed someone my beliefs. There's such a beautiful thing, really. I mean, the fact that we all live in these separate realities is beautiful. And from that space, we can co-create anything we want. We can collaborate in our health. We can collaborate with uh, projects or with music or whatever it is, with building things. Um, and I think that that's really the core of what we're sharing on our retreats with Revive Your Sanity right now. So if you're really interested um, in this conversation and looking in this direction of co-collaborating with other individuals and finding out a little bit more about what it is to be human and, and your inner and outer health. Um, feel free to visit us at reviveyoursanity.com. We do actually have our next uh, program is going to be in August in Costa Rica. And with that, Meg, I'd also um, love if you could share with the people if they're interested in the fitness coaching and the health coaching, uh, where can they find you, Meg, if they want to reach out to you specifically? Yeah, um, you can find me a few places. I have a website. It's called MyHealthyBodyTransformation.com, the name of my program. You can also find me on My Healthy Body on Facebook and then also at Self Love Fitness Coach on Instagram or Megan Macron on LinkedIn, whatever you guys want to. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. And you can also find me at Revive Your Sanity Retreats where I will be on these retreats teaching about your health and your wellness and your self-love. Awesome, Meg. Awesome. Do you want to maybe leave the folks with, if you had 60 seconds that you really wanted people to take home from the call, what would you share? The 60 seconds started already? Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, hmm. I'd want you to take home that you are in control of your life, that you are in control of the choices that you make. And that by allowing yourself to be human and relaxing and leaning into life and living in the moment and being aware because there is nothing but the present at any given time, even 10 seconds from now, which is the technically would be the future, boop, you're in the present. So be in the present and allow yourself to enjoy the present and stop stressing over the future because it hasn't come and it could change and stop stressing over the past because you can't go back and you can't change it and just love yourself for who you are and what you're capable of doing right now in the present 
And if you have goals, one foot in front of the other, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to 100% reach them within the next day or two. You just need to move 1% towards them every single day. Awesome, Meg. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for being on the show today for our solopreneur series. Uh, you know, there is this piece that I love that you just shared, which is such a take home. It's such a, a life changer when an individual sees this for themselves or experiences this, that <laughs> my feeling state now and the thoughts I have in this moment right now, they actually say nothing about my future. I know it's really enticing and our brain is, is like a computer in the sense of it likes to run algorithms and predict that, well, if I'm feeling this way and I'm this overwhelmed that my business will never work or, <laughs> or whatever it is, or whatever it is, you know, I really invite listeners to just experiment with the feeling I'm having. Is it coming from a thought in the moment or is it from something else? And if it's from a thought in the moment, then my thinking right now isn't really relevant. It isn't the be all to end all of my future. And I find in my own life, my brain's actually a really bad predictor of the future. There have been so many experiences in my own life that have turned out in ways I could have never, ever conceived. And this is where the, the hidden beauty of life has been for me and a lots, lots of opportunities, both professionally and personally. So we'll leave you with that. If you want to reach out again, you can, you can visit Meg and I at for sure, reviveyoursanity.com. And uh, we would love to speak with you in person. Until next time, keep it crazy, everybody. Keep it crazy good. <laughs> okay. My biggest take home for today was how, as Meg shared different aspects of her story and different stages of her life, how there was something going on that was unhealthy, unuseful to her, that was damaging in a way, but how she always found her way back home to truth, how she always had a moment of epiphany where she saw something differently about what was going on and that the behavior stopped. Like when she said that she would binge eat basically, and then go do crazy workouts, how that behavior stopped or how the self-criticizing, the self-doubt just naturally fell away the more and more that she was engaged with learning about her human experience. If you are interested in sitting with a group of like-minded, big-hearted, open-minded people where you also can start to learn more about how the human system works. We do host a variety of retreats. We do have a couple spots left for our Costa Rica retreat. That's going to be this August, and there is still a scholarship contest open for that. We also have an India trip coming up in February, as well as some local stateside retreats that will be occurring in the fall in the Charlottesville, Virginia area. So feel free again to reach us at reviveyoursanity.com if you want to continue this exploration for yourself, or you can always reach me at amy at amyleo.com. Thank you. Until next time, keep rocking.